You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heideman and Paul Farva. We are two music experts. Green Experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two guys. One album. Time for two guys, one album. My name is Paul Farvar, and uh, together with Michael Heideman, we are the so-called music insiders. Yeah, we could say that. Music experts, music insiders, guys who like to listen to CDs. Yeah, CDs or tape tapes in your case back in the day. Uh, that's vinyls, Paul. Oh yeah, us millennials were listening to <laughs> We don't listen to CDs anymore. But this is a great week. Uh, I think this is one of those albums where we're not going to have a lot of differences in agreement uh, or differences of opinion, I should say, because it's a band, The Killers, and their debut album, Hot Fuss, which I think is one of the greatest albums of the 2000s. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hot Fuss, the debut album by American rock band, The Killers. It was released on June 7th, 2004 in the United Kingdom. And on June 15, 2004, here in the United States, the album is mostly influenced by new wave music and post-punk. Hot Fuss produced commercially successful albums, Mr. Brightside, Somebody Told Me, All These Things That I've Done, Paul Farver, Masterpiece, uh, it, there's so many great, great That's songs. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> but you know what, this is, they're a great band, uh, and if you read the book, um, uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom, which uh, which uh, talks about the bands from the 2000s, starting with the Strokes and, and how uh, the Killers came on in a later point, you know, when, after... The, the Strokes kind of opened the door allegedly for these guys and uh, the Kings of Leon and everything like that. Um, it, it's just awesome that they that they uh, were able to capitalize on the, what was popular at the time and then commercialize it with these catchy songs. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the way that they were able to encompass the transition of pop punk into kind of a more sexy kind of feel is yeah. a really great thing that they created. And... You know, to be honest, they they did it so right. the The coolest band that I've ever seen perform is when I was the Killers when I saw them perform out in New York, and oh, wow. Brandon Flowers came out with a glitter rhinestoned piano, oh, yeah. and it just blew me away. I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible since um, seeing Elton John in the '60s. Liberace, yeah, <laughs> no, Liberace. I uh, they were. I was late on the on the bandwagon. The Killers actually played here in Chicago at Shuba's, I believe, during. Mob Fest, which was a musical fest, a music fest, not musical, not a musical, mm-hmm. uh, music fest that... Uh, Wait, is it a musical about the mobsters of Chicago? It's amazing. They, it is Al Capone in it too? It was It was a pun in the, on words, but it was actually stood for music over business. It was a huge oh. music mm-hmm. scene back in the day. Roger Jansen, I believe, started it and uh, it was great. And they allegedly got signed after they were uh, they performed here, although it wasn't covered in that book, so maybe it's not true. But essentially... Huh. People, you can talk about it. Message us if you know more about it. But I heard that concert was what was where they were signed 
um, by uh, by island. Um, the fact, the chance to see the killers at Shubas would have been phenomenal. Right? If, if you're listening outside of the state, Shubas is this great bar-based venue here in Chicago that can hold more than, what, 100 people? 200 people. 200 people? Exactly 200 people oh without seats. And uh, a lot of fans have come in there. Kings of Leon played there. Uh, uh, John Mayer, when he first started, uh, people saw him there. A lot of really, I saw a lot of bands there that have gone on to great things. But yeah, I mean, but the Killers did. I think that's where they were. Yeah, because this is well before Lincoln Hall. And uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom. I saw um, Nick Valenti from The Strokes there with his new band CRX, and he played at Shubas the Shubas, other yeah. like last year at the, around the same time. In fact, and that's a great book, by the way, for for people that love music in the two thousands. Meet Me in the Bathroom is like this collection of stories of all the bands that came through. Uh, the New York sound, as it was dubbed, mm-hmm. and it was controversial um, because uh, there was some uh, a heated discussion or disagreement between Ryan Adams, not to be not confused with Brian Adams. Brian Adams, because he doesn't like that. The the Ro- Robin Hood soundtrack master. Yeah, I still Summer remember 69. that. I still remember that music video for for a while. VH1 only played that music video. Yeah. It was that and Meatloaf's um, "I Would Do Anything for Love." Yeah. And luckily, they changed it up. But do you want to listen to the first song? Yeah, let's let's go through it because this is, and you talk about this uh, in other episodes. How important a good first song is. And Jenny was a friend of mine. is such a good one. Blast with that bass. You can hear that. It's going to kick you right in the gut from the start. That, yeah, that bass line is so awesome. It's like Duran Duran esque. And here it comes. Chorus. So good. And and, and I know that people talk about it as a, a, a punk and, and pop sound, but there's there's a, a wink to the 80s music. I don't care what you say. There's Duran Duran influences. There's the police. You can hear it in the, in the, in the music of the killers. Definitely. And they did it so right and at the exact right time. And it was a fantastic... Fantastic opener to any album. Yeah. I think that the police wish they would have written this oh, song. Stop. They might be a little bit bigger the than they are right now today. <laughs> nonsense. They they broke up at, at the wrong time. Police Did you say police? Police. <laughs> the police. <laughs> police. The greatest fan of all time. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, the second song on this album is what put them on the map. I think. Absolutely. No, the thing that drew me to the Killers originally was the the way that they were able to create these lyrical masterpieces, where you kind of thought you were hip, just repeating the words of the songs. Like somebody told me that you yeah, had yeah. a boyfriend, that I had a girlfriend. Well, that's it's not just, this song. That's no, Mr. Well, no, this, I know this is this is Mr. Brightside, but it's like it was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. The, the sheer repeating of that created such a cool, like hip, catchy kind it's of a hook. Yeah. It's a hook. Yeah, there's so many hooks in this song. Like, I mean, this this whole part right here for the the pre-chorus or chorus, whatever you want to call it, is, is amazing. Jealousy, 
so good. So, you know, and it's just so cool that they create that poetic masterpiece yeah. because it's you know you know as a as a guitar player and a singer mm-hmm. and a djembe player yes that and basses that creating that kind of. Uh, like what is it transgression of of just words like so many syllables in one chorus yep. is actually very hard on a singer yeah he's got a great voice and he's got a, a unique sound um but but more importantly the layers that are they're so subtle with the keys and everything even when you you fade it out right at the point but like there's like a little subtle you know the the keyboard that plays out to the uh the outro of the chorus is so mm-hmm. cool they got so many things going on in that in the production of that song and people that don't like the killers i mean how can you not like that chorus it's oh. so catchy yeah it's, you, all, it's like bubblegum pop the funny thing about that song is i think today i'm gonna look it up right now for you but that song is the most played song in all of radio history almost in fact really i think that it's Nonsense. still no i'm i'm 100 percent sure it is still on the Billboard Top 200 in the UK. In fact, there was an article about it a few years ago um, that it's still playing. I'm trying to find Mr. the Mr. Brightside by Mis- the Killers in 2004 by Brandon Flowers? <laughs> yes. Impossible. I, I, That's me stalling to give you time to all look right. it up. Uh, the song reached 3 million in sales by January 2013. This, song, this album came out in 2004 and has sold over... 3,559,003,000 copies in the U.S. as of June 2016. But that it, doesn't answer the question about being played the most often. Hold on. I'm looking for it right now. Uh, okay, here it is. Right here. In the list of songs which have spent the most weeks on the U.K. singles chart, Mr. Brightside is currently in first place with 195 weeks in the top 100. In England, though. Yes. As of 2017, it has charted on the U.K. singles chart in 11 of the past 13 years, including a 35-week run peaking at number 49 in 2016 through 2017. (laughs) Holy smokes. That's that's crazy. England. It's England. Doesn't count. (laughs) It doesn't count count because it's in England? No, it's not the most played song in the U.S. doesn't count. Still a great song. America. USA. Michael, the one thing we agreed about this show was we are nothing if we are not accurate. And if we can't (laughs) be accurate, we can't move on. But (laughs) speaking of moving on, we got to go to the next song. What what do we have next? I think it's- One uh, of my favorite killer songs. Smile Like You Mean It? Smile Like You Mean It. Ah, Maybe we'll, we'll have disagreements. Come on, these openers. You know what? I say say it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite songs because you're going to tell me if you heard this at a concert, you wouldn't be dancing and bouncing up and down right now, Paul. I would be like nodding along. I don't really dance at concerts, but yeah. You don't dance at concerts? I mean, no. I just just study. Do you bob? I bob. Okay. I'm a bobber. I mean, that's kind of a dance. Yeah. And this is kind of like too mellow to like dance to, but like just get into it. It's a great song. Oh man, that you know that Crunchy sound guitar. of that guitar is is just nonstop. I like, I like it a lot. The double hits on the hi hat. Oh come on, here it goes. You know what? Okay, now I know why I like this band so much. It's because when I was growing up in high school and I was getting into music for the first time, loved the cars, loved bands like The Reunion Show, and holy smokes, any band that used the synthesizer the way that they could and as good as they could make it, 
I was into that band. The Killers do it right here in this album. Good, good call on the cars. There's definitely some cars sound to it, like a modern day Rico Kasich on vocals there. Yeah, and if you want to listen to more of our Rico Kasich uh, <laughs> discussion, you can check out our Blue Album discussion from two, al- uh, two albums ago. Yeah, our first review, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. Weezer, Blue Album uh, produced by Rico Kasich of the Cars. That's right. Do you want to jump into the next yeah, one? Yeah, we got uh, the one of their other hits, uh, oh, Somebody these. Told Me, number four track on this album, Hot Fuss. If anything, they do these intros right on yeah. this album. A little longer than normal intros, but I like that. Usually they tell you to get to the point in 20 seconds. This was the out, this was the song that blew them out of the water. What a great, great uh, song to open up the like the, the wave of of just accomplishment, the MTV crowd, everything that they did was just done right with this weird combination of lyrics and songs and half times and it was just a great song. Good song. go <laughs> it's get coming Such a up cool song. Well, somebody told me totally so totally weird. 80s influenced you can hear that like that great just duran duran yeah. all, um i want to say right said fred no <laughs> <laughs> wrong era but the, the lyrics are kind of weird like it's like what it's kind of fucked up like what somebody told me that you had a boyfriend, boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend, girlfriend that, that I, I had, had in February of last year. Yeah, it's, it's what, what the hell That's does so that mean? Specific and <laughs> so bizarre. Who is this person? I gotta know. So, yeah, I want to know who who it's actually it's written such about. A bizarre, yeah, and I'm sure that he's been asked a million times, and he's probably like, oh, you know, I don't know because he's it's gonna English. make your own thing. He's from Vegas. Oh, I got it's the top Paul song McCartney. on the uh, UK chart for the last 15 it's years. Not- Paul McCartney. It's Brandon Flowers. It's horrible. In my head, he speaks with an English no, accent, even he's though he's really, not English. He doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> all right. Let's go on to what I consider one of the top 10 songs of, okay. of, of the 2000s. Easily, to, if not top 10 songs of mine of all time. YMCA by the Village People. <laughs> also there. All these things that I've done. Oh, and don't tell me Kanye West wasn't influenced by this opening oh, yeah. right here. Come it's on. Very simple. <laughs> It's like almost Roy Orbison-esque, to be honest. The vocal effects. He holds those notes. The build-up on this is so intense. The video for this is actually really cool, too. I don't remember the music video. Black and white, yeah. Oh. They do those cool echo chamber guitars, too, in this album, which I really like. The, the build up to the bass starting up is really cool there. Who produced this album by chance? By Jeff. It was produced by Jeff Salzman and The Killers, except for track 11, which was produced by Brendan Flowers. That would be Everything Will Be Alright. 
Track 11 is. Oh. This song, I will tell you this. When you talk about jukebox hits, when you have, you have, you have $5 to put in and you, want, you can put anything you want, this is always one of those songs that I always look for right away. It's just yeah. just like we said with Weezer, uh, Say It Ain't So. Yes. That's, that's in the list. Um, and then there's like, uh, those are songs that I, I just kind of like, it changes the vibe of the room because you know who's cool and who's not. If they know what the song is or if they react to it. Mm-hmm. And then and those are the songs that are the testers or um, help you decide who's on your side and who's fake news. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> news I love such this song. song it's such a good song and then there's so many different parts to it too you got to remember you have the intro that we talked about the the actual song itself and then the the build that I'm not uh, I got soul but I'm, I'm no, not a soldier gosh. I mean that's such a cool vibe song that lyrics are so so you know, you know vague and whatever but they're amazing I was gonna skip to the next song but let's like, we got to hear that last part that I'm yeah. not a soul you're it's coming uh, up. I'm gonna just fast forward the magic of podcasting <laughs> right here. Oh, you ended the song. Oh shoot, my bad. Let's go back real quick. Well, people know what this the soul. Okay, people know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. If you if you haven't heard it by now and you're listening to this podcast, go back and listen to this album. Go it's, to it's fantastic. Follow me when I'm at a, at a bar with a jukebox. I guarantee you, within 20 minutes, this will play. <laughs> if I have five dollars, <laughs> if I don't have five dollars, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> this is Andy. You're a start. Not one of my favorite songs in the album. Yeah, let's listen to it for a second, and I'll tell you why it sucks. It never goes anywhere. Yeah. It sounds like they're like, hey, guys, I know we've been shitting hits after hits, but let's just take a break here Mm because we can't all do it. And they probably had somebody like Brandon's cousin, Wallflowers or something, come in. Walter Flowers. (laughs) Brandon Wallflowers. (laughs) He came in. He's like, what are you you guys? Like, well, you know, I know this, my friend Andy. And then he's like, that's it. That's the song. Yeah. It's a horrible song. It's uh, it shame is. on you. God damn it, Andy! Why do you got to make us write this song? And he's and Andy, you know, no, I, Andy, who this is about? It's it's Brandon's cousin that came in and was like, "Hey, uh, I got an idea." Exactly. And they're like, "Okay, let's just bury it between." Um, well, it's really hard to follow all these things I've done. So any song you put after that is going to suck. So they're like, "Fuck it, let's put in <laughs> right the worst after. song that my cousin." Uh, Walter Wallflower. Uh, but, but but Brandon, I, I wanted to be in the album too. Andy, please. We, <laughs> for the last time, we can't put your song in there. But I wrote it myself. Come on. I don't know who that is. Gosh, damn so it, So this Andy. guy's like a 14-year-old from Utah, it sounds like. <laughs> he's, he's, he's from Provo, Utah right now. And he's like, please, <laughs> I drove all the way out here, though. For the, You told me that I'd be on the album. Yeah. God damn. Damn it, Andy! Right. Fine. Sounds like a like a like an uncle, the Jewish uncle in Miami. <laughs> That's what that, and that can't be possible because Brandon Flowers was Mormon. Little known fact. That's right. That's right. You know, I'm, uh, this is a better time than ever to mention the fact that I went to school out in Utah, and I think every person that I ever met had a story about how they were connected to Brandon Flowers in one way or Are another. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. And especially in Provo, they the the bands that are that reign supreme in Utah. Killers, neon trees, like they neon will trees. for the for the end of time. And Mitt Romney's cousins, Mitt Romney, side Andy, project. And, don't, and don't forget about me, Andy. <laughs> Andy Wallflower. Uh, Andy Wallflower. Andy God damn it, Andy. Oh, dear. All right, let's hear it in the next one real quick. Andy wasn't his name. It was his name of the song. On top. 
Sounds like a Devo hit, huh? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't put in the wrong song? You know, Actually, if, I forgot. I do like this song. If anything, they were masters of just using that great like three-four time and like all these different time signatures and that great punchy uh, synthesizer. Do do do. Yeah, you know what? I forgot about this song. You know what? Actually, I, I think that. I'm glad they put Andy, you're a star in between those two songs. This makes me like this more. (laughs) Any song after that, you're going to be like, yeah, you know what? It's not Not so bad. Not so bad at all. Kind of a shorter song, too. And then here it comes and kicks in the chorus right here. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I kind of remember this, but it's. 2004, I, I I drank a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I I I think I used to I used to skip that song. Oh, you did on my uh, my Sony Discman that I would take to Bally's Total Fitness and work out. Oh, you gotta make sure that it's a, on the yeah. non-skip too. Yeah. Did oh yeah, that? it had the the steady roll <laughs> for the that, elliptical. Okay. Paul, did that mean anything? It like, did. I was very smooth when I was when I was running on the elliptical. Okay. Or the stepper. Smooth. Smooth. Like I would make sure not to bounce too like uh, rough. Because I didn't want to <laughs> skip, especially during all these things I've done. But during that oh, song, no. I think I, I maybe I didn't run that far. Like I only ran until it was only 30 minutes. Of Do workout. they still have a Bailey's here in Chicago? No, they're called something else now. Mm. But it was the one on Webster. It's called something else. God, it's going to bother me. Oh, we got to look that up. If anybody knows what Bailey's Total <laughs> call Fitness. Us in. Call, call us in. in. You can find Paul on Facebook at, again, and his website, paulfcomedy.com. Yeah, yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, sure. And you can find me at ChicagoMichael.com. I'm Chicago trying to push Michael. that out. And you have your uh, Instagram. It's uh, Arthur Fronzarelli. Yeah, you can look up Arthur Fronzarelli too. Like my photos or right. dislike them. We I don't got, think you can get, do that, though. We can't promote ourselves Sorry, without okay. going. We got to finish this stuff. Let's okay. change your mind. Change your mind. This is number eight. Oh, this is another good one that good I song. like. Solid. I like the... You know, I like the I like what Rolling Stone says about this album. They say that a lot of the singles are nightclub anthems in the making, the acid tongue singing of Brandon Flowers into the that blast into the outer space on a wave of synthesizers with his cheeky choruses. Ooh, that's so perfect when it comes to this album. <laughs> the choruses are are catchy as fuck, but the the thing that it's funny about that is the key parts of the, the key part that starts that song it sounds like he just was like, oh, this sounds cool. Yeah. It's a basic, basic key line, and it doesn't go throughout the rest of the song. It's just like a little beep, beep, beep. He's like, and they're like, yeah, all right, fine, Brandon. You can put it in. Who does Brandon Flowers sound like that I just can't put my finger on it right now? Strokes. He does sound like the stroke. It's very strokey. Casablancas. He, but he has that great like 1950s crooner sound too. He's got a which crooner is, voice. Great. I liked his solo stuff afterwards. Yes. surprisingly. very. It actually went like a step further in terms of being more poppy, in my opinion. He mm-hmm. got more poppy when he left the Killers. I felt like the Killers were keeping him, giving him his edge. Paul, in in a scale of one to hot, who do you think is the better looking singer? If you had to go with Adam Levine, a Maroon Five, or Brandon Flowers, <sighs> just on looks. Yes. Well, Adam Levine is a little smaller. Right, he's a tiny. Guy. Oh, that's a good point. Um, Less hair too. 
I'm going to go with Brandon Flowers because speaking of hair, I like his hair mm-hmm. much better than Adam LeBron. Okay, <laughs> speaking Who of hair, go I was, I was going to go with Brandon Flowers right, too. Cool. He's a great looking guy. He seems like a nice person too. He doesn't seem too cocky, which is I like. And he's Mormon, so you know he's nice. <laughs> okay, but on hair alone, um, Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows hair of versus time. Brandon Flowers. I'm going to go with Adam Duritz. <laughs> Such a great hair. Brand, yeah, Brandon, I know you had problems he, with it. No, I don't. I'm just saying. Okay, you want to go to the next one? Yeah, we got uh, Believe Me, Natalie, number nine. A great song also. I used to like this one. I like the drums on this. There's no drums on this song. <laughs> it's just this the entire song, it's Paul. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I can feel it. There we go. Oh, yes, I do like this song. Oh, man. Such a good song. I think this this was charted at some point, right? Because I feel like, or it's been in something. Let me check it out real quick. Yes, guys. Okay, yeah, this uh, actually a lot of this album was the most charted album I could ever ever see. Uh, but wasn't this in something? I feel like it was. I can look it up right now for you. I can look it up too. Maybe not as fast as you. Oh, it was in. Um, no, I don't know. Um. Yeah, this was in uh, Natalie and Brulia's wedding. Uh, she <laughs> loved this song. Are you serious? No, it's um, lying. <laughs> uh, what did I tell you about credibility? <laughs> We're not gonna make another episode. We're not gonna make it if we if we get busted. Yeah, we keep on just joking around making and making shit these up. We can't just make you know, I want. This is about a good time to give you some insight into Brian and Flowers himself. I mean, I know that you already talked about him. Before. I know, You're, but I you, wanted to give you. Man crush on this guy. I do. All right, yeah. go ahead. He's we'll a good guy. Brandon Richard Richard Flowers, the youngest of six children, was born on June twenty first, nineteen eighty one, in Henderson, Nevada, to Gene Yvonne and Terry Austin Flowers. His older siblings are are Shane and four sisters. So you know what? This guy knew how to talk to the girls from the start. Yeah. He had four sisters. And he moved over to Pace in Utah for a few years. He lived in Henderson for a while. And then he spent some time living in Nephi, Utah, too, until he was in the sixth grade. And he just kind of grew up to rock and roll. And the <laughs> thing is that's so cool about these about these singers, uh, Bert from The Used, another great punk rocker, yeah. is also from Provo, Utah, around the same area. And I think it just grows in you to kind of escape from... Like the mountains of Utah to create this kind of great sound. I don't know. Something and they also like have it. a lot of good baseball players. A lot of pitchers are from Provo, Utah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I Shout out Provo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All right. You ready, ready yeah, to jump on the it. next one? Yeah. Okay. Let's see here real fast. Next song. Now we got to listen to this one. Midnight I Show. I don't remember this. Good start. This goes along with that nightclub thing. Man, that bass just kind of rules this album. I know what you want. I'm gonna take it to a midnight show tonight. If you can keep a secret, I got a blanket in the back seat on my mind and a little place that sits beneath the sky. Like this is very strokes. Yes. 
I feel like this is the songs that they were, and, and they are very. Brandon Flowers makes no secret about his following those those bands at that time. LCD Sound System, all those guys. He came in after, made it more poppy. This is one of those songs that were like that was like not as catchy or poppy or have any hooks like the other songs did. And yeah. that's why it wasn't a hit. It, well, that's a good point. And the cool thing that the Killers do with this album is they know how they write good choruses and they're going to let you feel that. You can feel that stopping right before they get to the chorus to say, hey, you're about to dance and this is what's going to happen. Yeah, it is a perfect nightclub dance song for the 2000s uh, in New York. That's what that vibe is and, it, and it's perfect, but it's not a radio friendly song, in my opinion. No, but that's what a good do point. I know? <laughs> Everything you are on the we're Producer, going on the radio tonight here yeah. on WGN Radio in Chicago. So yeah. I feel like you know a little bit about. I do that. know a thing or two about radio. And you know what, Paul? Even if you don't, everything will be all right. Which is the last song on the original version of this album. This, this is, is like an outro to every movie produced by Howard Hughes. <laughs> Howard Hughes, where they're just driving in the car in the desert and they're just looking back with no end in sight. This is the end of the fight club. This is the only song that was produced solely by Brandon Flowers, too, of this album. Okay, so the one thing that you can't escape that is very stroke-esque is this canned microphone. Yeah. Which, you know what? People hate on I kind of like it. You know, I wasn't a big Strokes fan, but I always liked the Killers. I, I do, I respect the Strokes, and maybe that's something we got to cover. But I never got into them, and I know I like the side projects of Nick Valencia and yes, and uh, Albert Hammond. Hammond, I think. Hey, Albert great. Hammond, uh, Julian Casablancas, great guy too. Yeah, yeah. Um, another great thing about the the Killers is they're just they're a band that's going to be there forever. Look at the consistency of all these members Brendan Flowers lead vocals keyboards 2001 to present Dave Kuning lead guitar backing vocals Mark Stromer bass rhythm guitar 2000 2002 to present Ronnie Vanucci Jr. is the drums percussion how racist that 2002 you just your voice for just the Italian guy <laughs> How racist was that? Did Wait you a guys minute. hear that? I needed because I'm always afraid that I'm going to pronounce all these names wrong. And if I hit, if I hit the syllables right, then I feel like I'm getting them right. <laughs> and, Ronnie, you know what? Give me a call, man. We've been <laughs> friends for years. And and just so we're clear, this "Everything Will Be All Right" was the last song on this album, and it's a, such a good outro to this album. But the limited edition version had three songs: "Glamorous Indie Rock and Roll," which is a, a hit, and uh, "The Ballad of Michael Valentine." And Under the Gun, which are all great hits. Do we have time to just play a, a few snippets of those? Let's play a few snippets. So we have about know. two minutes. Yeah. Um, these were all previously un- unreleased in and the US, And they re-released too. it after the album sold a shit ton. Glamorous Indie Rock and Roll. This is a great song. Brandon, I just said that name. Yes, I know. Which is wild that this wasn't released and Andy Your Star was. Like Andy Your Star should have been <laughs> Right. Like I would this is such a cool song, right here? Here it goes. Have you heard this song before? I've never heard this song yeah, before. You didn't have the limited edition. I had I had connections oh, of course. at the Tower Records. <laughs> it was behind right. the counter. No. Um, sorry. And then uh, Ballad of Michael Valentine also was a was a great song. 
Ooh, very Beatlesque these starts. And the harmonies. Or vocal lines. Too. Yeah. Gosh darn it. So good. And then uh, Under the Gun, number 14, the last on the limited day. Such a good song. This was a great, great song, too. So while this is playing in the background, let's let's do the ratings. Yes. Um, Michael, you go first. Uh, you know, our rating <laughs> system is 11 is the most because we're going by social media, and 11 is when the, 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 the picture of who actually liked it is gone, and 11 is just shows pure numbers of, of emojis and likes. Yes. What, what, what's your rating? So, um, okay. Out of 11. Out of 11 likes, uh, this is Four a great emojis. album. One of the most famous albums that there ever was, in the, especially in the last 10 years. Brendan Flowers, you know, I have a, I have a great affection towards this man. Um, they've never let me down in a concert. I've heard this album maybe 15 times through. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid. Oh, this is hard because I gave you started Counting Crows a six. Yeah, and mm. you gave uh, the uh, give Weezer. I think you gave eleven loves or likes and loves. Yeah, I give him likes. I, I don't okay. give him all loves. I've, uh, there's yet to be an album that I've been all loves. All right. So what are you going with? I'm going with For the Killers, Hot Fuss. This is. <laughs> If you could see Michael right now thinking, it's like I asked him the hardest a logarithm you know what? of pie. I, I okay. Here's here's what's what I have a problem with the back half of the album, the B sides. Besides, everything mm-hmm. will be all right, and change your mind. I wasn't too crazy about, and okay. that's kind of holding me back. I'm gonna give it what I'm gonna go with my gut, an eight. Okay, but then I'm eight gonna, likes, eight likes, eight likes. But here's the caveat: I'm giving it. Two wows. Wow, okay. And then one emoji with a smiley face with the stars in his eyes because okay. Andy, you're a star, was just just too bad to not okay. not admit. So Fair I'm going to give it eight and then eight whatever likes. else I just said. All right. All right. What do you think, Paul? I'm going to actually give it eight likes as well. Uh, one love, one heart for mm-hmm. for uh, the greatest song uh, we already covered and, uh, and also a thumbs up. And uh, also the emoji with the two ladies next to it because oh. that's what comes with this song because he because Brandon Flowers is such a lady killer. That's oh you know that's a, that's a perfect perfect yeah. uh, thing to to go out on this album. So, this was this was a fantastic album. Yeah. The Killers Hot Fuss. Buy it today, <laughs> in Amazon or on our website. <laughs> We're gonna sell them. If you want our signed copy, just like our page, which we don't have yet. But uh, how, where where can people find out more about us? And and uh, you can find all about two guys one album. You can see us on wgnradio.com. We're putting out these episodes every single Wednesday. They re- they release at about three o'clock in the morning. So if you're an early bird. This is the place to be. You can see Paul at paulfcomedy.com. You can see me at chicagomichael.com. But mainly, follow us on Facebook and yes. follow us on our Twitters. Uh, you can Paul Farvar, Michael Heideman. Um, this was great. I think that we should do a Strokes or Kanye West album next. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. If you guys have uh, suggestions of albums you want us to review, or if you're in a band and you want us to review your whole album on the air, we will do it maybe. So just hit us up. <laughs> yes. And for now and until next week, this was Two Guys, One Album. One Album.